0: this episode of the Perfect Par Podcast. In today's episode, I am joined by my athletic trainer and certified LDOA trainer, Jillian Keeler. Jill, thanks for being with me today.
1: Thanks for having me on, Carter.
0: Yeah. So for the people who don't know, uh, tell them just a little bit about yourself and about kind of what you do.
1: Um, I am a certified athletic trainer uh, at a local private high school here in Nashville, Tennessee. That's kind of my nine to five. Um, outside of that, I work with um, different people using the Aldoa method um, here that encompasses anybody looking to get better at golf, which is how you and I came to know each other, or uh-huh. uh, look to uh, work on some deficiencies in the body, maybe some chronic pain issues, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you're definitely the one that kind of really pushed me in the right direction in terms of getting my injury resolved um last season so and then with all the Eldoa and different training stuff we've been doing, it's definitely i mean I don't think I'd be where I am now without it
1: so that's great to hear it's um definitely been a game changer um for you, which is exciting and and in my own mm-hmm. personal life been a game changer as
0: well, yeah. So what what really led you to be a an athletic trainer?
1: Oh gosh. Well, back in high school really I um wanted to be a doctor, wanted to go in orthopedics and that was mm-hmm. mostly just because I had an injury myself um that I struggled with, ended up having to have surgery on and thought that was really interesting and really unique and <laughs> yeah. Um when I got into college, however, um I got turned on to physical therapy a little bit more. And and I had a friend whose cousin was one of the athletic trainers for the football team at University of North Carolina. And um, she introduced me to him and he had said, well, why don't you get in the program, give this a try. If you still like physical therapy, go to PT school. Otherwise, there's this whole profession called athletic training and this is what you do. So I went through that program, really liked um, being on the field, being in a more athletic population, um, mm-hmm. so my certification exam, and kind of went from there.
0: So uh, let's dive in a little bit into exactly some of the stuff you do. What One of the things that you brought, one of the first things you uh, told me about when I was coming to you with my injury was LDOA. And I had never heard the term ELDOA. Never, never, I looked it up on Google, and even there was limited knowledge on that there. W- what is ELDOA?
1: So the English translation to that acronym um, is Longitudinal Osteoarticular Decoaptation Stretching, which is a really- That's really a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and it's even more of a mouthful in French, and I will not even try to attempt that because I do not speak French. But all that basically means is that there's a whole bunch of different um, postures or exercises, if you will, that were developed by Dr. Guy Boyer, who is a French osteopath. Um, he used all of his research in cadaver studies and, and through all of his different um, certifications and and research in fascia and mm-hmm. uh, body, the biotensegrity systems and all that stuff to kind of develop these, these different exercises or postures i don't know which is more accurate because they are a lot of work but you don't really move (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) to help create space in different articulations so there's a different posture for each level of the spine there's some for the peripheral joints shoulders um, and hips and then there's a whole bunch for the si joint too Um, and we use that to kind of help you know improve flexibility and mobility in the body, but there's a whole bunch of other um, benefits that can come from, from doing those aldoic Postures as well.
0: Yeah. What, what are some of those extra, extra benefits?
1: Some of those extra benefits include, so increasing um, the joint articulation um, spaces, increasing fluid flow. They can help with proprioception, different, Strength, um, normalizing joint spaces, can improve the quality of different tissues um, and different joints. Um, more specifically, to the back, can help with uh, disc rehydration and improved posture. Which who doesn't need that? Yeah. We've all been sitting at a computer <laughs> since March twenty twenty.
0: Right, right. Well, I've definitely. I mean, there's there's been s- n- numerous benefits for me with doing them from uh keeping my different injury tendencies under control to uh helping with better posture uh just overall being less sore and less tight after workouts and golf and whatnot um so there's definitely a lot there uh another thing that you do a lot with different types of stretches is the uh g p s stretches uh another thing that doesn't seem to be very common what are what are those
1: so the GPS stretches or global postural stretches um, are also another um, technique that Dr. Voyer uh, has introduced um, or utilizes when he works with people, those along with the myofascial stretches. So there are different types of, of stretching um, to target, um, I guess, in the terms of global postural stretching to target almost different, like, fascial Chains or fascial systems, kind of, if you will. um, The myofascial mm-hmm. stretches are gonna are gonna target more specifically the muscle, and I know that you know that because yeah. we have very specific stretches <laughs> in your program. Um, <laughs> yeah, to go for different different muscles.
0: Right. So they're cr- they have been created by the same doctor. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That's correct. Okay, that's something I didn't realize. So, so why don't more people really do Eldoa? Like you don't, you don't hear a lot about Eldoa or GPS. There aren't a bunch of people advertising it. Why, why isn't it more common?
1: I think that it just, people just don't know about it. I think, um, you know, and I didn't honestly know about it um, until I went through the TPI um, level one course and got to talking with one of the um, instructors in that course and talks mm-hmm. a little bit more about, um, about me and some of the back pain stuff that I had, had gone on. And, and he's actually the one that referred me to, um, Janet Alexander, who is a golf professional and Aldoa trainer, um, out in California. Um, and then just cause her and I couldn't meet up at any point in time, I was referred then to Bryce Turner who was coming out to Nashville to teach. And I don't think I would have found the Aldoa stuff um, if I wasn't referred to somebody who already knew that it had existed. I think it just is not huge.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, how, how long has it been around? Is it a rather new system?
1: Oh gosh. Um, no, I mean, I think, so he started developing, um, the Aldoa method, like 30, 35 years ago, when there was a back pain epidemic in France. So I guess there were a lot of people in France at the time who had had a lot of back pain. And he was like, I'm going to help these people feel better. I Mm want to give them a way out of this pain. And so that's when he started kind of learning from different people in the field, doing his own research, doing his own dissections, looking at all that kind of stuff. And so then he's Created um, these different aldoa postures, and it, it's interesting. You know, he he says, and what we um, learn in the manual too is that he went out to treat back pain, but he noticed that when he had patients coming in um, to follow up, he, they'd say, "Well, yeah, my back pain is better," but a female would come in and say, "Well, I don't have really bad cramps anymore," or somebody would come in and. Say, like, well, yeah, my back pain's better, but also the shoulder pain that I had is better too. And so he kind of started putting all of that stuff together. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of connection between not just the bones and joints and, um, you know, ligaments and tendons and all that stuff too, but for the visceral organs, all of that stuff is still all encompassed in the fascia. And so.
0: Well, you can definitely tell that like in in the stretches because you can be work the stretch can be designed for one part of the body and you can feel it somewhere completely different, which is inc- it's it's incredible to like it makes sense but it's incredible to imagine that your body is just that much connected.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy and um I know in my program personally um, that I had there were some things that I was like, "Well, <laughs> How is this going to help me? What the heck is this going to have to do with, <laughs> you know, my back? Right. Um, but yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. it's very powerful.
0: So so let's dive into a little bit more golf specific stuff because that's what this show is all about. <laughs> um, it in terms of golf, how how does it really compare with other sports in terms of strain on the body?
1: There's a there's a lot of strain that's put through the lumbar spine through a golf swing. And there's actually um, a study uh, that was done that compares the stress um, that a golfer would feel on their low back to that of what a college lineman um, in a full body contact practice or a full contact uh, practice would feel. And and they were pretty comparable. You know, there's another study that says that the amount of stress that was placed on a body to generate like 120 mile per hour swing speed is comparable to eight times, um, that of an individual's body weight. So there's a lot, there's a lot of compression forces that go through the spine. There's, there's a lot of load that happens through that golf swing that I think people just don't really realize because you're not hitting somebody else and you're not, you know, doing a ton of movement unless you're walking from one hole to another.
0: Right. I mean, but again, yeah, when you really think about it, I mean, there's, there's really no part of the body that doesn't move or activate in the golf swing. I mean, even you and I have talked about like ankle tightness sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, ankle stiffness can affect, uh, things all the way up the, the chain in your golf swing too. There's a lot of studies that are looking now at ground reaction forces and ankle mobility and how that, um, can inhibit club head speed and power output through a golf swing too.
0: What, what golfers should really look into golf-specific training? Should all golfers, serious golfers, just junior golfers, who should really look into it?
1: I think that's a tricky question. I mean, you say golf-specific, but there's not one template that's best for every golfer, like a uh, do these 10 exercises. And, that's true. You know, yeah. You'll hit way further um, on your drive. I think when you look at golf-specific training, what you've really got to look at is is the individual where their deficiencies are, if their movement patterns are lacking somewhere, um, you know, what strength deficits they have or what might be tight or overactive, and then take all of that into consideration, build a good movement pattern, build a good foundation, and then build the strength um, beyond there. And then when you start talking about golf-specific, quote-unquote, right, you're looking at power output and building strength. But if you don't have the base of of good movement patterns then I think that somebody picking up just on YouTube, these five exercises are going to be best for you (laughs) as a golfer. (laughs) Isn't going to do anything if you can't move right to begin with. Um, You know, and that's why when we started working together, we did the, the TPI level one movement screen, you know, to find out what's tight, what's um, what has good mobility, where you know you have some strength that's lacking in some places or what is not going to be a top priority for us to be able to get you to where you want to be
0: yeah well that leads in very nicely to kind of what is tpi for people who don't know or only have a vague idea of what it is what is it
1: uh so tpi is short for titles performance institute um dave philip and greg rose um have done a lot of work and a lot of research um, to put together like a level one. They have some different screens too, but the the level one movement screen and it puts you through a couple of different um, movements. So you look at hip internal and external rotation, you look at like pelvic rotation, covers um, a lot of stuff. I mean, it goes neck rotation, wrist, you know, all the way up to an overhead squat, which is going to look at. Ankles, hips, you know, back, lats, shoulders, all of that kind of stuff, all the way up. So you go through this screen, um, it, it kind of gives you what's good and or what isn't going to be a top priority to work with, what maybe you could improve, and then it's going to show you what, um, what areas you have for biggest improvement, um, too, and then yeah, that's kind of what we end up building that program around.
0: Yeah. So th- this next question kind of goes a little bit in with what I just asked, but who do you recommend get a TPI screening?
1: Um, I think I think anybody who wants to know what's good or not good. I mean, if I think that it's a good compliment to anybody who's in, um, with a golf instructor, you know that that golf coach or golf instructor, swing coach can look at, mm-hmm. these, you know, certain things and say, oh, well, you know, you, you go into early extension through your swing, which 70% of most golfers do have that swing fault. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, but maybe it's hard for that golf coach to identify what exactly it is from a biomechanical standpoint, not from a swing standpoint. That's, that's creating that movement pattern or that deficiency. So, you know, then my, my job or anybody, somebody else's job who's going to look at all that stuff would be to put them through that screen, identify, well, you have no hip internal rotation, you know, on this side, or you have no pelvic control. We can increase your pelvic stability so that you don't start in this, you know, S posture and move in this way. And so they kind of go hand in hand. So I think anybody who um, has pain in their golf swing or anybody who feels like, there's something that's just not, you know, connecting or feels like they want to get Mm -hmm. better, um, you know, would benefit from knowing, I think the more, you know, about yourself and the way that you move, then the more you can (laughs) do to fix it and hopefully improve your, your golf game.
0: Right. Well, and that also kind of goes, goes into a little bit of, um, how important it is to develop uh, as at least a junior golfer or a high level golfer, developing a team around you that can all work together. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I think a team is really important. Um, every, there's no way that you as one person can be able to by yourself, identify what's wrong in your golf swing from a mechanics standpoint in your swing and identify deficiencies in your body biomechanically and also then figure out how to fix those things from a golf mechanics swing standpoint and from like a body balancing asymmetries kind of standpoint, you know, and then you get into like how big do you want your team if you want to include, you know, um like a sports psychology or nutrition. Right. Too so I think um I think teams are important. I mean I I personally have a team that has nothing to do with golf, right? But I have a team yeah that is around me to help me reach the goals that I have because there's no way that I'm going to be able to step outside of that and see, you know, every, every aspect of that to being successful. So I think the more people you can have in your corner, the more likely you are to find some success in whatever it is you choose to pursue.
0: Well, I mean, definitely, I've definitely learned that over the past year. I mean, my team grew from one swing coach to now I've got a team of probably four or five people. Uh, so, and it's definitely benefited me back, back to TPI. How does TPI really go hand in hand with, uh, LDOA and the GPS stretches?
1: I think that the LDOA and GPS, um, are just one way to help resolve any of the deficiencies that you might find in a, in a, in a TPI screen. So for example, if we find on a screen um, that somebody is really limited in their internal hip rotation, so um, that's going to limit the amount that they can load in their backswing, and it may affect, you know, the amount of follow-through that they have on the, um, on the downswing. There too, we identify maybe this hip internal rotation is a problem. Well, there's different, um, there's different hip-eldo postures that can help with that. There's different uh, myofascial stretches and global postural stretches that can help to um, address the musculature around the joint. So you're kind of coming at it from all all angles there too. Um, so I think it's just yeah. one one tool in the toolbox. And actually, uh, it's the first article that I know of that has been published recently um, in February. Uh, in the Global Spine Journal, and it, I mean, the title of the article is, is golf a contact sport, but it does actually talk about, um, being one of the, like, no equipment tools to help increase mobility and and flexibility and all that stuff too, which is pretty cool.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. So besides the obvious of your muscles are more loose and everything's more in line, how do these stretches and uh regimens help prevent injury let's just say specifically in golf
1: well they're gonna address any any sort of imbalances that you have a lot of the aldo works to help to normalize the joint spaces um i think asymmetry and obviously just because golf is such a one-sided swing sport i mean there's a lot Mm -hmm. of, of asymmetry that that happens in that sport. I think um, all of that kind of stuff can help um, balance that out as much as you know you can to try and avoid, um, you know, having different movement pattern compensations. So that you know you're able to control your lumbar spine, you're able to control your pelvis. You know you're able to recruit the correct muscles. I mean that's that's one of the other things that. Um, some of this stuff kind of does is, is increase, you know, the, the proprioception and some of the feedback that, that you can get, um, to and, mm-hmm. and mechanics. So, and then, I mean, it's, it's a strengthening, you can use it to help strength too, because you're putting on this, this maximum amount of tension, um, at the end ranges of that joint movement. So it's going to help with, right. um, alignment and strength and, and tissue quality and and all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So for golfers, uh what is the most common area to be deficient
1: in? Oh. <laughs> um I mean a lot of I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot of golfers end up with um with low back pain, but sometimes sometimes how it presents is not necessarily where um, where the cause is. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, in TPI, one of the things that, that they talk about a lot, you know, I've, I've been to a different, some different talks to they that are titled the pelvic powerhouse. So I think that a lot of, of deficiencies probably happen somewhere in the pelvis, whether that's lack of mobility and range of motion in the hips, whether that's lack of, of glute strength, lateral hip strength, um, or, you know, core stability and core control. I mean, that can include, um, any of the back musculature too. So I think, I mean, I think people can have problems in all places, but I think one of the things that I've most consistently seen with a lot of the screens that I've done is that, um, nobody passes the, the glute strength test. So there's a improvement there. Um, and there's very few people that can rotate their pelvis, um, and separate their upper body from their lower body, which is huge in golf. If you want to have a good swing, you know, and that plays into that, that kinematic sequence, um, that we talk about going through the downswing. So, I I mean, I guess, right. I guess it all originates from the pelvis, but whether it's like a dissociation problem between upper and lower body or uh, like a a core hip strength problem, you know, is is still um, individualized. But I think in everybody that, that I've screened and everybody I've worked with so far, nobody's really or a, a very large percentage of people have not been able to dissociate and have not been able to um, have glute strength that's good enough to <laughs> pass that. Yeah, that part of that. Right.
0: Story. Well, I guess we'll kind of conclude the episode with uh, if you could offer one piece of advice to golfers, what would it be?
1: Ah, uh, we kind of already covered it. Um, it would be to find a team if you're if you are serious about wanting to get better, um, about your golf game. Um, it would be find a team of people that, um, that are going to support you and be with you and help you reach those, those goals and whatever that team is. Um, you know, it's going to be different for every person, but I think that the more people you can surround yourself with, the more successful you're probably going to, going to end up being.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we've certainly covered a lot of really, really solid, information in this, uh, where can people find out more about you?
1: Um, me, well, um, Axiality is, um, the only Eldoa studio that's in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Our website is Axiality.com. That's A-X-I-A-L-I-T-Y.com. Um, I'm on Instagram as well, although I'm not super active, but I'm there. Um, and my, and my handle is JP Keeler.
0: Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for doing this with me today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on.